0: this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti show on Pete Mazzetti we are going to talk about what's going on in the town of Clinton regarding the human services department and my guest this evening is Dave Malillo who's director of human services for the town of Clinton hello David how are you my friend glad to be here you too thanks for coming down and Pete we, we've got another member of the panel this evening <laughs> Pete how are you doing hey bud Hello, Minor Vincent from Families Helping Families, how are you? I'm great, I'm
1: absolutely great.
0: Good. Well, my, the reason Minor's here is because Minor is actually on the committee of the event that we're, that we're going to talk about over the half, next half hour. But one thing we want to start with is, Dave, can you maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved being the Director of Human Services for the Town
2: of Clinton? Sure, um, I've worked with youth my entire life. I, I've done it in East Haven, Madison, and Clinton, and Key West, Florida. One a little different than the other, <laughs> All right. Um, but that, that, that's my background. I, I'm a licensed professional counselor, um, but I've kind of, in the last 40 years, been the director of whatever agency I was at. I came to Clinton four years ago.
0: Okay, so how was it working in Key West? A lot of
2: fun (laughs) in Key West. It was very very nice, but no (laughs) one wanted to do a whole lot of work in Key West. I wonder why. If you wanted to be, to me it was like if you wanted to be ambitious. It was uh, because there was like one other person on the island who did what I did. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) In that job. So it was a great way to spend two years. um, But I returned to uh, Connecticut and. I don't regret it. No?
0: Now, David, tell us a little bit about exactly what Human Services for the Town of Clinton does and maybe what types of programs you guys offer.
2: Sure. Um, We do really three things. So we're a Youth Service Bureau, so we provide counseling services for children and adolescents uh, and their families as needed. We also do a lot of prevention programs. to uh, help kids from needing counseling or right. other services. Uh, so we do a whole lot of that. The biggest piece of that is uh, kind of stands out is PIC, Partners in Community, sure. which is funded through a federal drug and alcohol grant um, and is probably the most widely known part of right. uh, Clayton Human Services. Third piece of what we do is helping people um, through social services, Mm -hmm. and basically those are people who are having financial difficulties, who might come in with help for a a state or federal program like food stamps or uh, energy assistance, and we can help them complete those applications. Um, But there's also a bunch of homegrown programs that we do, like we work with the police and the holiday toy drive, and uh, get those out to the families in need. Um, And they also, we just are finishing up a back-to-school thing where uh, children from uh, families that are in this uh, financial category are getting a backpack filled with school supplies to help them get started into the year, warm the children, um, uh, and other things. Right now, both on the counseling end and the social services end, we've been able to um, receive a lot of, American Recovery Plan Act, ARPA Arpa money, Money, so we are helping a lot more people with uh, mortgage and rent and utilities, and we're helping a lot more people afford counseling for the mental health piece. Okay.
0: And, Miner, obviously you are working close close with David and the organization as far as what's going on. Are you part part of the backpack program as well? Yeah, we. This
1: is. Uh, I think this is probably the tenth year that we've done backpacks with Cheryl Church. Sure,
0: absolutely. So
1: we were lucky to be able to find some at a very good price, mm-hmm. and so we bought them. And it's they're distributed through Clinton Social Services. We also uh, provided a number of, uh, over 100 gift cards right. for kids too, um, and then at. Christmas time, we do the, the main thrust at Human Services is Toys for Tots. Yep, sure. We do the tweens, the 10, 11 to 16 year olds that, you know, too old for Toys for Tots, but so what we do is we partner with Cheryl Church and uh, we get gift cards for various stores uh, from the Clinton Crossings. Sure. So kids can get a gift card from Social Services, go there and pick out something that uh, they really, you know, would be uh, apropos to what their needs are, right. and those are the, the th- That age group is generally the gr- age group that kind of gets a little bit forgotten at Christmas. So, uh, the Toys for Tots uh, organization uh, with Human service do it, does a great job. So we want to make sure all the the age groups in Clinton are covered for Christmas because uh, everybody should have something under the tree.
0: Absolutely.
2: Cheryl is our social services coordinator, but I would be very remiss if I didn't say how much Families Helping Families helps with not only those events, but with uh, uh, people who uh, still need more fuel that they uh, might have run out of Mm -hmm. uh, what they get from the the state program. Um, They're absolutely fantastic and provide just so much help to uh, people in Madison. Trenton. Oh, I'm Ron-ton. sorry
1: that's okay it's a good partnership you know the, uh Cheryl knows that uh, she has all my phone numbers and can call anytime for you know any emergency assistance and so you know we work well together she's been doing it for a long time and is very uh, compassionate um, to families that are going through difficult times so uh, I think the town is very very fortunate to have somebody like her uh, heading up uh, social services
0: and i'm sure sh- and i'm sure now especially with what's going on with the price of fuel especially in the with the town of clinton especially with people with the town of clinton that can't afford it just because fuel prices are that high
1: they are we just recently provided uh... one family some They uh... obviously they heat their water off their furnace and yeah uh... fifty gallons was pretty close to $370 for that one. Wow. So we're trying to uh, anticipate that this winter season will be um, a lot more costly than it has been in the past few winters. The nice thing about Cheryl is she has made a great effort to get people registered for energy assistance. And once they're registered and you get your initial outlay of of, uh, funds, and if you have to run out there is another allocation of funds really and then we kick in after those are exhausted and I, I don't know if they're going to raise the amount of uh, the allocations this year because of just what you said of the high fuel prices but um, it's going to be challenging to a lot of people because not only the fuel prices but the prices for food oh absolutely so um, I think that uh, you know, as winter gets near, there's going to be uh, a greater need than there has been in quite a while in, in the town. Absolutely.
2: Dave, do you have something like something like to add? Well, the, the the only good piece of all of this is the absolute worst in prices for for energy mm-hmm. um, came during the summertime yeah. um, when. You know when the need was, was less, so right. and, and people weren't in danger of freezing, so I, you gotta hope that they give people more money through the yes pro fuel energy assistance program yep, um, and you gotta hope that prices continue to drop. Absolutely, and I see that we're we actually have a program
0: coming up very soon in the town of Clinton with you guys.
2: Can we maybe tell, talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um, on September twenty-first sure. uh, at, at the uh, at the library no. in Clinton um, at seven p.m. We're going to be meeting to discuss the difficult topic of suicide um, and uh, the reason why we are uh, dealing with this topic is because. The town of Clinton has had such a difficult history um, with this area. Mm-hmm. Um, before, uh, before I was working in Clinton, UConn put out a study uh, judging every town and city in Connecticut and by their criteria, um, which was measuring people who had died by suicide or been hospitalized mm-hmm. to a suicide attempt by their criteria that the per capita Clinton was the highest in the state. And actually, when you look at the numbers, it was almost like four times what their expectancy was. So uh, very, very shattering news that Mm -hmm. goes back to uh, seven to 12 years ago for what was there. Then when I first came to town, um, a young man died by suicide um, in the beginning of fall. Um, and we started thinking about how we could be of help to people. And um, before we actually were able to have our event, um, a second uh, young man um, took his life. And uh, we were in in shock. And uh, I was talking to my... Um, my colleagues who had been around in Clinton longer than I had, and they Mm -hmm. said, well, there's this young man and that young man and this young man who've who've also, you know, a year and a half ago uh, or two years ago um, had done this. And when we put it together, there have now been seven young men between the ages of 18 and 24 who have uh, have died by suicide. Who've all grown up in Clinton. Um, and we want to stop this really bad trend right. and get people out and informed and uh, uh, maybe trying to find some ways for some new solutions. Right. Martin, do you have something that you'd like to add? Yeah. So sure. um, we
1: started meeting um, a group of us about. Uh, sometime in mid-April, okay. and we wanted to do something to engage the public. Yeah, uh, I think the biggest thing, especially when you're talking about suicide, is that, um, especially for men, that we all um, hide our feelings. Yeah, uh, we don't want to, you know, we don't want to talk about things like that. Um, my brother committed suicide about 30 years ago, and wow. it's still. Uh, there are days when it's it's fresh right in the forefront of my mind. My brother was a a landscaper, so I always saw, he would always show up on a rainy day when he couldn't work. So whenever we have a rainy day, I always think of my brother John. Um, But it's a subject, as as David said, it's um, been pervasive in our community. So um, after numerous conversations and meetings, between us, we came up with an idea. We didn't want to make a, we didn't want to do a presentation. Okay. Uh, we wanted to have a conversation and All that's right. how Clinton Community Conversations was born. We wanted it to be a dialogue between us and the public. Uh, we want, and we wanted to have it at the library. We wanted it to be um, a night when people will feel free to express themselves uh, we hope that w- the things that we present to them will spark some interest. We are, we are uh, in the process of having a community conversations about this, uh, a second event. And we're hoping that out of these two events that we can uh, do some follow-up and perhaps a, a men's group will emerge where men can come together and express themselves get support from other men. Uh, so we want it to be uh, an event where the community and the present people like us that are making the presentation feel comfortable with. Uh, and we want people to tell us what they would like to see in, the, in this particular vein. So we're excited. We're, we hope people, uh, they're postings all over Facebook about it uh, you can re- and we hopefully people will register yep before the event and there's a way to do that with some of the Facebook postings. Okay. So uh, we're looking forward to the twenty first. We have a variety of speakers, Chris Carlisle, who yeah. unfortunately, his family experienced the suicide in the recent past. he's going to speak. David's going to speak. Um, so we're like I said, we're pretty excited about this. It's uh, you know it's a topic that, is very difficult but it's a topic that i think um, we can bring some healing to people and uh, let people maybe get some of those feelings that they've been um, afraid to express for a long period of time would you guys mind
0: sticking around for another segment be happy all right we'll be right back
3: SCAMMERS ARE TAKING ADVANTAGE OF INCREASED FLIGHT CANCELLATIONS WITH A NEW CON. BETTER BUSINESS BUREAU SCAM TRACKER HAS RECEIVED MULTIPLE REPORTS OF SCAMMERS CREATING FAKE AIRLINE TICKET BOOKING SITES OR CUSTOMER SERVICE NUMBERS TO CHARGE TRAVELERS FOR RESCHEDULING FAKE FLIGHTS. IF YOU ARE BUYING AIRFARE, USE CAUTION AND DOUBLE CHECK THE URL OR PHONE NUMBER BEFORE PROVIDING YOUR CREDIT CARD INFORMATION. In many cases, victims are finding out that the airlines don't even have a record of the flights they've booked on third party sites. These scammers often tell the victims their flights have been canceled and offer to rebook them for a fee. If you come across a company you haven't dealt with before, look at BBB.org for reviews and feedback from previous customers. Confirm the URL before you enter personal and payment information. It can be easy to click on a sponsored ad or imposter website without even noticing. Be wary of third-party websites. Some websites appear to offer a legitimate service but are only fronts for a scam. Be suspicious of websites with no working customer service number or physical address. Make online purchases with your credit card so that you can dispute fraudulent charges.
0: Welcome back to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm Pete Mazzetti sitting here with Dave Melillo and Miner Vincent. Well, gentlemen, welcome back. Good to be back. Thanks, Thanks for too. sticking around. So, guys, we were talking talking a little bit about in the first segment the program, the community event on the twenty first. Maybe we can open up this segment talking about it and maybe discuss who's going to be on the
2: panel. The um, we're not going to have a, a panel well, per se. Right. We're, Uh, We will have a variety of people there in case certain questions come up so we can make sure that they'll be answered. Okay. Um, But I'm going to speak to the statistics and uh, what I've learned and are concerned. I mean, basically, you know, you look at that and you say, why Clinton and why males? And we're trying to, Move in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Chris Carlisle will be the second speaker, and Ann Daigle, yep. uh, the head of the uh, Brian Daigle Foundation, um, is also will be there as a speaker. And I believe that Joe Carapella will be kind of pulling things together at the end for us. Okay. So those are the the four people who will um, who, who will be speaking, and we're hoping that. We can then move to another meeting where we can look more at solutions um, and and spend more time on that
0: okay minor of something you'd
1: like yeah, that
2: I think we're also going to have a questionnaire
1: for people to fill out okay we guess we want to get feedback from them um, because it might be something that we don't particularly necessarily cover in that first meeting mm-hmm. um, and we also want them to tell us what they would like to see in the second meeting whether it's a QPR training, which we're hopeful that we can get people to sign up and, and take um, and gauge the interest of perhaps forming uh, a small men's group with uh, some sessions available for men to meet in a, a comfortable small group setting to express some of the things that are going on
0: with their feelings and emotions. Right. And, David, maybe we can talk a little bit about maybe some statistics of, of suicide prevention.
2: Um, well, uh, uh, you know, we, we know that suicide is preventable. Right. Uh, we also know that someone who's been stopped from, uh, from uh, carrying through on a suicide Mm-hmm. Um, who stopped um, has a very good chance of never being in that situation again right. the rest of their life. So um, you can't predict but you, you can prevent um, and one of the things that helps us do that is that QPR program yeah, that Minor was talking about and that's question uh, persuade and refer and it's just to teach lay people. It, it's not involved, it's about an hour and a half course and just to teach people what to do to ask the question if you're worried about somebody and not just feel awkward and uh, how you can, you know, move them in a a good direction uh, towards getting some help. Um, And statistics have shown that the more QPR taught people there are in a community, uh, suicide rates drop. And the other thing is, with kids and with uh, people that we're, we're concerned about, the more they're good at and comfortable um, asking for help and having a person that's their go-to person um, and defining that, uh, the more you can reduce suicide as well. And a lot of those things are going on within the school, um, but we want to bring it out and go forward in the community as well. Now what? What does it entail for the QPR training? Um, basically, you, you sign up uh, to uh, someone who's a certified uh, trainer. We have uh, at, at least three of them at our agency okay. uh, right now, and it's an hour and a half of your time. Um, it, it's not, it doesn't teach you to be a therapist. It doesn't expect you to be a, a therapist, just to be able to say, um, instead of just feeling awkward, to be able to say, are you thinking of hurting yourself? Right. Um, and, and, and to pose that question, and a lot of people feel that that's going to be offensive to mm-hmm. people who... But actually, it, it, it ends up being welcome to right. people who are uh, in that situation. And um, always, always good to ask the question rather than, you know, kind of back away. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And it'll teach you how to do that. in a way you're comfortable with.
0: Absolutely. And I'm assuming you're QPR trained.
2: Yes. Okay. And I'm a QPR trainer.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Myr, you have something to do with that? And I'm QPR trained,
1: too. Are you? Yes. Okay. And I tell you that it makes you feel uh, more comfortable about asking those questions. Um, It gives you some guideposts as to the signs to look for um, and to be aware of somebody who might be um, having some difficulties mm-hmm. so it's not the, you know it's it's a, like Dave said it's just it's an hour and a half course it's very easy to comprehend and i just think it gives you a little bit uh... uh gives you a tool uh, to help you when you see somebody that you think might be uh, experiencing some problems so i would recommend you know everybody to sign up for it, it it's uh... it's a wonderful course
0: to go through Absolutely. Sounds like a very informative course to go through. And now do you have to be recertified every couple of years or
2: No, no? the uh, that that's something where it stays. Some people want to and okay. we could put that together because if you haven't used it in a while, you might feel rusty, but there's right. no no required recertification. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um and the more that So here's the thing. We yep. got this problem and the more uh, tragedies there have been with suicide, Mm -hmm. the more people are likely to suicide. Right. Um, So we're out to say, let's increase uh, people's willingness to get help, and let's increase bystanders' ability, increase their ability to be comfortable asking the question, Mm -hmm. um, and that we feel we can uh, change the community. Absolutely. Myra, you have something right, we You know, We don't
1: want people to um, feel ashamed if they have going through some difficult times, right. um, so we want the people who have been QPR trained to be able to recognize that and make the person that they might need to address feel comfortable enough to open up to them before you know, there is additional problems. Uh, and that's the whole purpose of the of the Clinton Community Conversations. Um, it might, once we do suicide, we might do another topic, but it's to create an atmosphere where people are comfortable to speak about things that, obviously this subject is is very sensitive to a lot of people, right. and it's one that, you know, we don't talk about a lot, but as David has said, it's prevalent in our community, and we just feel like, you know, it's an issue that needs to be addressed in, in an open and comfortable form, and that's what, we're, we're, what will happen on uh, September 21st at 7 o'clock at the, at the Clinton Library. We urge everybody to sign up and register to be there. Um, it, it will be a night that I, we hope will be very helpful to a lot of people.
0: Now, what if people forget to register? Can they walk in night of the event and... If we're partake f- or no?
2: If we're full, according to you know the fire marshal. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. Um, And and if you know, my hope would be that the demand is so great we have to do it again. Right, exactly. Um, that would that would be uh, a good way out of that uh, problem. But um, we wanted a, a facility that 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 seemed relaxed and hospitable. So right. you know, we went with the library rather than doing it in a large auditorium.
0: Yeah. At the town hall, and obviously, if people want more information on the event, they can go go to the Facebook page, go to the town of Clinton yes, website, they, and then
2: they can certainly contact me uh, yep. at Clinton Human Services.
0: Yeah, and you're, you're off for the for those people that don't know where you guys are. You guys are in the old police department building, right next to the town hall. Right, other yes. side of the chamber,
2: with the. Uh, <laughs> With the sign in front, the digital sign yep. in front that you had mentioned seeing. Um, yes, very easy. Absolutely.
0: So we've got a little bit more time left before we do. I want to thank thank you guys for both coming down to talk about such a serious topic, and hopefully we'll see you again soon.
2: Thank you for having You're us.
0: Welcome. You're welcome. Appreciate you giving us the Dave, time. Thanks for some time. Minor, thanks for some time, my friend. Yes, sir. On behalf of Dave Melillo, Minor Vincent, I'm Pete Mazzetti. Thanks, good night. We'll see you next week.